Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk cars, guns, and bodies. Now all these are exciting things, things we like to uh, get enthused about. But what we're actually talking about is how to dispose of guns, cars, and bodies. Now, I don't know what application may present itself that you feel the need you have to deal with this kind of thing. But I feel like... There are some scenarios where it could play out. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I'd rather have that information beforehand than after the fact. Um, Yeah, it's not something you want to look up after you murder somebody. Yeah, it's awkward when, you know, somebody (laughs) goes missing and you're like, well... Or, you know, I, I honestly, officer, I cannot tell you why I bought all that sulfuric acid the week see, after he died. That's, you know, you got to think about these things. You got to have a plan. Mm. So with that, I think we uh, get into it. So I think first we were going to talk, we'll start with cars. All right. How do you uh, get rid of a car? How Chuck? do you get rid of a car? Now, you were a little worried about. Um, you didn't want to just set it on fire. You thought that all the information's still there. You had some concerns. Yeah. Most of the time when somebody torches a car, you might do good getting rid of a body that's in the car. I like that. But you're sending up a smoke signal to the whole city that there's a car on fire someplace and telling everybody exactly where it is and how to get there. I I think you're right. I think that's good. So one, I would say you want to case out good locations. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to find somewhere that's out of the way. This is if we're uh, setting it on fire. Right. Um, but I would say maybe not as far as Kevin might suggest. 
Because I'm going to suggest that you can be hightailing it out of there in short order. Mm-hmm. But I am thinking concrete plant, you know, something out of the way. You mm-hmm. know, the old quarry, the, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's the parking lot behind the nudie bar. Mm. That might be a, a, you know, a, a convenience thing. <laughs> it's there anyway. You know what? <laughs> what are you going to do? So, and as Kevin pointed out, this may be a way to get rid of a body as well. Mm-hmm. But again, a burned body, obviously. You know, if the government's looking or something, they're going to be able to figure out who that is and whatever. Right, and ultimately, but obviously, I they're wasn't also going to be able to defy the government. Yeah, they're they're also going to be able to find out who owned the car. Now, that may or may not yes. be a problem, but if it's your car, you don't want to. Yeah, it's a problem. Well, I assume you're not trying to get rid of the car when it's your car, right? But we are going to talk about that a little bit later too. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, moving right along. The way to get rid of a car with a fire. All right. Here's what I would suggest. And I'm going to suggest that this whole operation of burning a car less than five minutes. All right. All right. You like that? I'm good. Five minutes is some go go time. Mm -hmm. All right. So I suggest you drive up to your location, hop out, take a knife, puncture all four tires. Mm -hmm. All right. All four tires. Now I would suggest you cut a strip, a rubber, out of the sidewall, about a foot long. Now, if you're trying to cut it out of the top, you're going to spend your five minutes right there trying to right. cut it. But I would say now that the tire is punctured, sidewall, cutting a strip of rubber, not too bad, especially if you're a knife guy like me and you keep a sharpened blade. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to take your strips of rubber. You're going to then puncture the gas tank from the bottom. Usually very easy on a new car because they're plastic. Older cars, they're metal, but, you know, still not that big a deal. Um, You know, somebody might be like, oh, well, you know, it could spark and whatever. And I say, quit being a little baby. You know, Mm -hmm. man up. There you go. All right. So, but you do want to go from the bottom so there's Mm -hmm. no air there. Right. Because that's the thing. Like, you can weld on a metal gas tank with gas in it. Because there's no, as long as you want it full, you want it solid. But anyway, I'm not trying to give you recommendations. I wouldn't do it, but Uh I've seen a guy do it. And I stood there and watched, so I don't know. But anyway, moving right along. Puncture the gas tank from the bottom. Gas drips on the the rubber strips. I want you to set the gas-covered rubber strips underneath each tire. Then you're going to just take one last strip, throw it, and walk away. And I suggest that you could do all that in five minutes. All right. But, you know, that's that still leaves the interior of the car. The tires. Mostly intact. Do you think no, it's going to burn I it think enough? the tires are going to freaking... All right. Now, you remember that scene you gotta from... you got to burn the tires. You remember that scene from uh, Point Break where he's... Uh, Ronald Reagan is spraying mm. the inside of the car with the, with the gasoline at the gas pump? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Ronald Reagan. Tires are the key. All right. All right. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know. I would go with a lot more gasoline than what's in the tank, but. Tires I'm not gonna are argue. the key. Let's just right. say Chuck's right on this one. All right. Chuck's right on this one. See? They, was that that hard? <laughs> All right. 
So, so how would you get rid of a car? Well, now let's talk about. Uh, I did hear about one case where a guy just dug a hole and a with a backhoe, oh, yeah. drove the car in there, and then filled the hole back in. So I mean, that's if you got a backhoe handy, or if you who hasn't seen that play out, got like you know fifteen guys with shovels, then you're all right. Um, but let's say it is your car. The car can be tracked back to you. Okay, now. You have a VIN number on your car. You have car. a VIN number, and you have a lot of VIN numbers on your car. You got the doorpost VIN number. Uh, your registration and title have the VIN number, so those are both right. in the car. Sometimes they can it's be in the stamped car. in the right front fender or on the front fender frame. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also on the engine block. High-end cars, I've heard rumors of it being etched in the glass. Mm-hmm. Now, you can clone a VIN number, though. Tell me now, where. let's say let's say uh, you get rid of the title. Registration's not on the car anymore. Uh, you've got it cleared everywhere except for one obvious place where they can look, such as the door, uh, the doorpost inside right. the door. You replace. You can replace that with another VIN number of a car that's very similar to that one. I like your similar car theory. So all you have to do is print up another plate. And replace it. Rivet it in there. Then it's somebody else's car entirely. Right. attached to some guy in Wisconsin. Um, not really easy to, to clone it. A uh, lot of people have been been doing this, though. A lot of people have bring their cars in to sell them and find out their car fax says it's been in 15 accidents or something. Really? And they said, I've owned this car for eight years. I bought it new. But somebody else has a cloned car because they stole it made a new VIN number, and then uh, they've been driving around and sold it since then. If you buy a car with a cloned VIN number, you're just shit out of luck. Shit out of luck. You lose that. You shouldn't have bought it because it was stolen. The cops impound it, take it, and most states, it's your responsibility, not the dealership. How does that all work? Because I just heard on the radio today that four local antique stores got in trouble, hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines, and got arrested because they have extinct animals, endangered animals. Oh, endangered stuffed stuff animals? for yeah. sale. Well, no, like, you know, I don't know, like elephant tusk knives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, am I really responsible when I buy a knife that... No, but I don't know that it's... It could be fake elephant tusk. You know, I went to an estate sale. Right. I, how do I supposed to it's know? It's still your responsibility. It's fucked up. That's fucked but up. But that's the case. They drink, I mean, I, I really find it hard to believe that these people with these crap stores uh-huh. are really like, yeah, that $4 knife there. <laughs> I'm, you know, somebody went out and killed an endangered animal. I, mm-hmm. I just don't really buy it. Yeah. No, a lot of the times in those cases, though, it's a lot more than what you hear about. You yeah. Know, a lot four, more than four being Four local antique dealers. Yeah. I found that a little fascinating. Sorry, it's a little off point. Mm-hmm. Now, more on this sect of uh, car? No, we're done with VIN right? numbers. All right. What do you got? All right. Uh, well, let's, let's... How about just hiding the car? All right, now that's that's where I was going to kind of head into. Okay. So what do you got? Well, I mean, it's it's not really hard to, to paint a car. Okay. You know, bright red, bright white, you know, blue. These aren't colors that ha- that happen in nature, you know. But a green, couple of green cans of spray paint, 
and uh, you can cover it up. You got to cover up the gloss, you know, the shine from the windows, and um, you're going to want to disguise the shape of it. All right, now, I like that. Now, if you're going to want to just drive your car into the pond, that's Mm -hmm. your plan, don't do it at the public boat launch. Mm. Because you're like, oh, there's a ramp. It'll go right in. Go right in. And then everybody else is going to be ramming it with their boat. They're ramming it with their boat. And they're going to figure it out. It's not going to end well. Don't assume that if you just roll a car into a lake, that there are no fingerprints. The lake is not going to wash the fingerprints off It doesn't make that go away. You've got to clean that all up beforehand. All right. Good and I would recommend draining as much oil and fuel out of it beforehand so you that don't leave an film. oil slick. Yeah, it's like going to be there regardless. See, I didn't think of but that. But you might want to drain the oil out first, you know, maybe even the antifreeze, mm. run it down on gas. And you know, it's really just better for the planet. For the environment. The environment, mm-hmm. right? See? Yep. All right, now there's another way you can go. Now people talk about, oh, well, I'll just leave the keys in it in a bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, people like the crime of opportunity. Right. Now, I think leaving the car unlocked, maybe tuck the key in the visor or under the floor mat. I think in the ignition just almost seems too suspicious. inviting. Yeah. Where the guy's going to be like, yeah, the cop's setting me up. You know, I mm-hmm. don't know. That's why when I go to the airport and leave my car in long-term parking, I leave all the windows down. The door's unlocked and the key's right in the ignition. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would steal that car. Yeah, because they're like, something's funny here. <laughs> Something suspicious. That's it. So, you know, that's another way to go. Now, you still want to wipe it down for prints. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another technique. That and I... go through the glove box. Get everything oh, out you, of there. You don't, you don't, leave you don't know your... what's going to be in there. Uh, Receipts, anything like that. Stupid. Yeah, your Sam's Club. Chuck bought uh-huh. freaking six <laughs> items today. <laughs> The shovel and the, I the acid worry, and the, you know, all the you, other stuff yeah, for the exactly. rest of the things. <laughs> Chuck bought six <laughs> items. A hatchet, a gas can, a, you know, yeah, that's not going to end well. A black ski mask. <laughs> it, yeah, that's not going to end well. Um, another technique, they say if you're going to steal a car, you want to steal a popular model. Like mm-hmm. when when I heard this and whatever, it was like, ooh, the Ford Taurus. Because right. everybody has a Ford Taurus. Yeah. Right now it's the, the Honda Civic and the, the Honda, Honda Civic Accord. and Honda Accord, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I don't think, you know, you steal a Ford Taurus now, you're like the only one out yeah. there. And they're like, oh shit, there's a Ford <laughs> there's Taurus. There's that Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, um, you want to steal a common car. Now here's the slick technique. Now you're going to like this. Um, what you do is you go up to like a mall parking lot mm-hmm. and you find another Honda Accord, just like the one you just stole. And ideally the same color, but doesn't have to be if you can't find it. Mm-hmm. You swap the license plates. Nobody Between notices. yours and theirs. They won't notice for months for the most part. Mm-hmm. And you're long gone and nobody's looking for your car is stolen. And even if the license plates are swapped, it still, it confuses everything. Mm-hmm. It really buys you a lot of time, especially if you're on the run for 24 hours. Right. That's plenty of time. It's not even going to be a problem. Don't mm-hmm. even worry about it. Especially you do it in the evening or something. People aren't like checking their license plate at night. Right. You know, I remember one time I was going on in the Navy base and, you know, they're checking plates and bullshit all the time. 
So I'm going in, and the guy's like, where's your front license plate? And I'm like, on the front of my truck? No. Well, it was on there when I came into the base this morning. And <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you think I, if I knew where it was, it wouldn't be on the front of my truck? And, oh, this is ridiculous. And, you know, but I'm sure somebody took it off my truck. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they did. You know, maybe they take one. And right. I, I would take them both and I'd you got to replace it. You know, right. you got to play the game. Right. You got to go back and put your license plates on their car. They're going to notice if they're missing now, a license plate. Obviously, your registration is not going to match up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're going to get pulled over in a day or whatever. Right. And yeah, it's not going to end well. Um, registration's not going to match up. But I mean, how often do you get pulled over? Now, are you driving through checkpoints? And even then, are they really that observant? They never check the, they never check the, the oh, registration. Plate. And mm-hmm. I mean, they'll see, oh, registration's current. Do they walk back around and look, oh, the license plate doesn't match? Mm-hmm. The odds are in your favor. You're already stealing a car and you're some kind of dirtbag. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. So I don't know why now why you're worried you worry about, about, about the that law. Now you may as well just stab the guy and keep uh-huh. going, you know? <laughs> um, all right. So that's pretty much cars. Mm-hmm. Um, now, bodies. You seem to have some insight on how to dispose of a body. Now, I watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. Right. And they drop them in the big vat with acid. And right. I remember, like, they had the wrong kind of tub and it fell through right. the ceiling. You plastic. Didn't end yeah. Well. He, what he was using was uh, hypochloric acid. Okay. Now That's tell what me. they used in Breaking Bad. Now, hypochloric acid will eat through a lot of stuff. Okay. It'll eat through glass, metal. Um, most plastics it will not eat. One of the other things it does not eat up well, though, is, is bodies. Ah, you see? Because I feel like, why would Breaking. I mean that's how from freaking yeah, he Malcolm got, in the middle. Yeah, he got his. They I got feel their like I have a relationship on with this yep. guy. He wouldn't the, let uh, me down. MythBusters uh, soaked a soaked a, a pig in uh, hydrochloric acid. And they said it got a little bit soft over forty eight hours. Oh, that's a if, long time. Uh, yeah, if you're waiting forty eight hours and you still haven't gotten anywhere, you know you're already in trouble. Because I, mean, I got a shower once every 48 hours uh-huh. or it's not even... Yeah, you can't even use your bathtub So anymore. my tub's all <laughs> clogged up now. <laughs> all right, so uh, you can use things... Uh, um, sulfuric acid will work. Okay. You can buy and, and ship sulfuric acid to your house. Uh, there is going to be a record of you shipping sulfuric acid to your house, though, so keep that in mind. That's awkward. Drano you can use. You can buy Drano with cash. Now, what if I buy thirty-six containers of Drano with cash? I don't think that matters. No, I don't think anyone's paying attention. Sam's Club, you're buying it by the case, right? Right. So whatever. Uh, That's uh, now the is that going to be on my Sam's Club receipt? It might be. You make sure you get rid of that from your car. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Drano has uh, sodium. Hydro, uh, hydroxide. That's the active ingredient. That's what's going to eat up the bodies. Okay. Here's the problem with that, though. It stinks. It smells awful. I deal with acids now and then, sulfuric acid and muriatic acid, and, like, they smell. Don't, you know, if you're in an apartment complex, all your neighbors are going to wonder what the fuck you're doing. Now, what if I decided to make moonshine on the same weekend? Well, moonshine has a strong odor. <laughs> Fleshy acid of those has are a legal, strong though. odor. Oh, they're both wrong. Uh huh. All right, forget, I wasn't going to do that. Right, that, I, that was, Chuck whoa. would never make moonshine. That's ridiculous. Right, my mistake. 
right. So, uh, all right. Here's the the best bet is is let's let's start with with the second worst idea. All right. What's the second worst? Second idea? worst idea. Wood chipper. Wood chipper <laughs> is gonna. Is gonna chop up all the body, the bones, no problem. It's gonna have no problem with the bones. No problem. Chop it right up in the in the mush. Mush. Uh, the problem is then you got mush everywhere. You everywhere. got bloody bloody Let me mush say everywhere. Everywhere. Right. And don't rent that wood chipper and try and return it. <laughs> you better own that That's thing. Awkward. You're never gonna get all that body out. So you're getting like body parts. You know, you'll clean up everything and you burn your clothes with gasoline and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the cops like, yeah, but really, where's your wife? And then they're like, is that a piece of, you know, ear (laughs) on your ear? Is that earlobe? Do you have earlobe in your hair? (laughs) That's awkward. So you can dispose of a body. Make sure that you own the wood chipper. Yeah, you're not returning it anywhere. You're gonna you're planning on spending the next forty eight hours straight cleaning up. That just sounds like too much work. It's a lot of work. It's now, a lot of that's work. That's my problem. I I feel like if you want something to dissolve, decompose, eaten by nature, mm. sharks, raccoons, whatever, um, you know, I'll get back to it. But the uh, you need to have it in like pieces. Mm-hmm. You don't want just like a big body. It's never going to disappear. And I feel like the more you do to make it in pieces, the more mess you're making. Right. And the more you got to clean up and get involved and the more there's splattering. And mm-hmm. this is probably not the, the podcast that everybody wants to listen to. Well, yeah, yeah it's mean, only getting grosser because I've got we've got so much further to go look, here. Well. Let's talk about burning a body. That smells. Very bad. Very bad. It's not like uh, somebody cooking ribs next door. It's not like Not ribs. the same thing. You got hair burning. You got all sorts of nasty stuff. Now, here's the problem. A body is 75% water. It doesn't just catch on fire. No. So, the first thing you're going to have to do is drain all the blood out of it. You know, that's where you're going to want to start. Then you've got to get the fire... Up to two thousand degrees Fahrenheit what do I to actually do with all incinerate. That blood? I just put it in the dirt in you the just back. Dump it in the dirt. Now that's one of the things. I mean, I gotta say, my experience has been. I used to like when chickens would die or whatever, they'd all gang up and kill one. Mm-hmm. I would go bury it, but I'm not digging like a six foot hole for a chicken. Right. So the problem is, I dig like a foot hole, mm-hmm. and the next day I'd come out and it'd be dug up and gone. Right. I'd be like, well, okay. Then I was like, why the hell am I burying it? I just, just throw it over there. So now it's been my experience that when things die on the farm, mm-hmm. I think death comes in the nighttime. And takes it away. And takes it away. Because mm-hmm. every time I put it in the same spot, and in the morning, it's gone. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. It happens every night. Yeah, the problem is is people are a lot bigger than, uh, than chickens are. I can't just put it out and death comes nah, in the night. No, it won't take it, it away. Because I felt like that might be... The neighbor's dog when will come home with a hand in his mouth. And I was like, yeah, guess what? I know about how to get rid of a body. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to be like, well, death comes in the nighttime. And takes it away. And takes it away. Because that's <laughs> been my experience. Yeah. Only the problem is death is only the size of a coyote or a, a raccoon. Oh, so they're just taking a hand. Yeah, yeah. All right, All right, so let's talk about burying it. All right. You want to go more than six feet. Really? Right. 
you don't, you know, they always talk about the shallow grave, buried in shallow grave. They're always talking about that because they always find the body in the shallow grave. Uh. Bury the body, dig a six foot hole or more, throw it in there, fill it back in up to two feet. Then you're going to have to kill somebody's dog. Throw it in on top of it and bury the dog. That way when they're searching for bodies with the dogs, the, you know, the, the search dogs, they smell it, they dig it up. And they find somebody's dead dog. Smart. My pet died. Fido. I had to bury him. You know. That's there smart. you go. Now here's the thing. So you're going to be like, oh, I don't want it to smell. I don't want the cadaver dog. So all this. So you wrap it in a plastic tarp. Big mistake. Big mistake. Because now you're keeping it from decomposing mm-hmm. and doing what it needs to do. Right. Um, and uh, let's not let's not forget though that digging a six foot hole. Not easy to do. No, that's especially in the woods, uh, out of the way, someplace where you got to deal with roots, you got to deal with rocks. You're it's in the middle of the night because you're trying to hide a dead body. You're not doing this in the afternoon. Now, what I did, see, because I'm a little bit smarter than your average bear. Okay, so I actually have some pre-dug holes. Oh, you just keep just them so ready. when it comes up. <laughs> you see, because I'm a thinker. Because you're a thinker, and that's it. You just have the pre-dug holes. Somebody comes by, I'm like, I got a hole for you. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the lie. You know, Get lie, it. a little lie yeah. on top, a little on sprinkling. Top. There you go. All right, let's talk about burial at sea. Now, that's a good one. Now, that's really where that chopping them up comes into play. And the cool thing is boats are meant to be washed off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you just spread some stuff and they just rinse right off. That fiberglass just yep. cleans right up. No, I'm not talking that. about like in the cabin where you got the leather mm-hmm. interior. I'm talking about the poor man's boat like right. mine. Yep. You just you got know, an open deck little there. Little speedboat, open deck. You know, you hose that bad boy off, couple teeth, whatever, mm-hmm. right Done. out. Done. Done. So, um, they, a lot of what I read said wrap it up in chicken wire. I like that. That'll keep, you know, weight it down. And, chicken uh, wire with some weights, maybe. Now, as a general rule, you want to go far out. Right. Um, the gen- the Navy says if you go 25 miles out to sea, Navy garbage won't wash up on. Um, it sure. may also have something to do with 25 miles is international waters. Uh-huh. And they're like, screw that. We don't litter in America. Right. <laughs> and then, but, uh, but yeah, but they've tried that where we've had U.S. Navy classified material washing up on the beaches in jersey mm-hmm. and they frown on that yeah they don't now, i don't think so you're much. really supposed to throw the classified material over the side as a general rule yeah that's probably not a good idea to i mean maybe with. if you like work for the secretary of state and hillary's your boss yeah then you could do whatever. then that's like yeah, all right anything. yeah you're whatever good. just mm-hmm. um yeah so you want to wrap it up in chicken wire chicken wire is a good idea because things will eat it then and I say the more you can cut that thing up, mm-hmm. the more now you're thinking, well, check, you know, there's more parts to be found. Your probabilities go up. But I say the smaller you make the pieces, the more likely the critters will do nature's thing. Right. right. And the whole idea of this is the body isn't found. You don't want you don't want it floating back up. Now, is death different in the ocean? Is there a different name for death? No. There's not like a sea god of something. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean the pirates have so Why not? Davy Jones not locker Davy and Jones. things like that. Yeah. We'll scoop it up and bring scoop it down. It all right. Take I can go down. with Davy Jones. Yep. All right. Neptune and all that stuff. All right. Um, 
All right, so let's talk I was about for insight. I thought you might have some. Nah, I got nothing. All right, was... What do you got? Uh, pigs. Pigs. Pigs scare the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I may have told this story, but I feel like I have to say it again. We've discussed in the past how pigs will turn feral or wild or whatever mm-hmm. and become like a wild boar in like three weeks. It's something ridiculous. What do you got? You're going to correct me here? Nope. No, no correction. No, three, three weeks sounds, sounds about right. Sure. It's under six anyway. Yeah. It's a short it's time fast. they turn into bad, scary things. All of a sudden, tusks are growing out, mm-hmm. hair is growing out all over, and they're scary as hell. Mm-hmm. So I go to a customer one day, and I'm already afraid of pigs because they're just creepy. Now, when they're all pink and nice, and I'm like, oh, the cute pig, nice, yeah. whatever. But I know things you guys might know. They do. They eat people. Live, dead, whatever. They don't care. They're like, whatever, I'll eat that guy. Fuck that. (laughs) Challenge accepted. Uh, Um, So I go to a lady's house, and there's what appears to be some kind of wild pig. Now, I've been to Texas. Mm -hmm. I know what wild pigs look like. Uh And this looked like a wild pig, you know? And I've seen them just running. And this is what this lady had in the yard. And I go to knock on her door, and when I get about three feet away from the door, it starts grunting and getting angry and coming at me. Mm-hmm. And I go back and get my truck, and I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> and I wait, and then I go around to the side door, and I knock, and I go in. And then finally I, I go to leave after fixing the lady's fridge or something, and I'm like, all right, um, there was some kind of pig out there. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm right. scared of your pig, you know? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to go out there. <laughs> and I'm she like, no, knows I about the pig. <laughs> so you know about this pig. And she's like, well, what the UPS guy does is he has a bag of apples in his truck. Obviously. And she goes, don't try and feed it to him. He'll take your hand. She goes, but take the apple and throw it as hard as you can and run the other way to your truck. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if she was serious, but she handed me an apple. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck that. And threw the apple and I was gone. Uh-huh. And she was probably like, that guy's a wuss. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm not messing. They eat people. They do. They do. Especially if there's a bunch of them. Yeah. And I read Animal Farm. They're just creepy. Yeah, you don't you don't mess with the pigs. You don't mess some, with the pigs. Some pig, pigs are more equal than other, others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, you need 15 to 20 pigs, they That's say. a lot of pigs. That's the minimum. That's you enough re- pigs to scare me. You got to remove the teeth and the hair. Otherwise, okay. you're going to be sifting through pig shit to try and find right. it because so they won't digest. The, the teeth right, and the hair. Right, it won't they'll digest eat it, anything. Though. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so never trust somebody with a pig farm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'd say. That sounds right. Yeah. Unless you have a weird hobby, mm-hmm. then you might want to make friends with the pig farmer. Then you might want to know a pig farmer. Is farm. it all right if I feed them sometimes? Mm-hmm. You know, the bones, everything. They'll chew it down. Mm-hmm. They're, it's gross. All right. I got one last way. One last way to get rid of a body. To get rid right? of a body. Cook it. That sounds gross, Kevin. Well, you don't have to eat it. Oh, well, I'm feeling better about this already. You can cook it into a meal and then throw it out. You can feed it to your dog. But nobody's concerned about your throwing out uh, steak that you didn't eat, you know? Nobody's going through your trash and and looking at the lasagna with the ground-up meat in it. 
But if you do eat it, I wouldn't. <laughs> don't use farva beans in a nice candy. <laughs> Riesling. You want to go with a Riesling. <laughs> Just a little word from the like wise. I feel like have gone over the edge on this one. Right. Oh, too close to the sun. Let's uh, let's talk to talk about guns. Talk about firearms. How do you get rid of a firearm that's been used in a crime? A crime, or even if it hasn't been used in a crime, maybe. Well, all right. I feel like it always comes back to a crime. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's the bad guy who's been terrorizing your village, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you guys end up. You know, he comes at you. He's got like his AK-47. And he's like, look, give me your women. You know, and he's got a funny accent. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking he's about. He's got an AK-47 and, and an a machete. AK-47 and a machete. And he goes to lean his gun next to the the lean-to. Because he's got a pop a squat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the gun just falls over. And against my better judgment, I know you guys have had some disagreements with me, but he leaves one in the chamber. The gun falls over. And Somehow, just magically. Magically, the, the trigger. The gun goes off. The gun goes off. And it shoots him right in the temple. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now, I lean against my car and it the starts. The problem. Exactly. <laughs> Jackass. You know, I, I was told, I, I think one of the comments I got was, well, you probably don't use knives either. They don't have a safety. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. That's fine. Because I'm like, oh, well, I, I carry an H&K and they don't have a safety. And I just feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you carry a knife or you're probably afraid. Because, you know, you don't have a safety on that. Uh-huh. Cut your finger. Be careful. Shoot your motherfucking eye out. That's what I say. <laughs> so, anyway. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but he drops and he's got a gold freaking AK-47, just like what's his name? Gaddafi. Right. Right. And so, you know, his boys are going to come back and be like, yo, what happened? Where'd he go? Mm-hmm. So you got to get rid of that gun. Right. Well, you, I mean, obviously you've already dealt with the, the pig farm. We dealt, we, we, he's already over but you at have the a pig gun. farmer mm-hmm. and we got rid of his truck. Right. Now. We got this gun left, and we're like, you know, they're just going to recognize that gold AK-47. Mm-hmm. Now, it might not, it might go unnoticed if everybody has gold teeth in the village <laughs> next week. But you know, what what are some options, Kevin? What could we do? Well, I mean, obviously, gun is a lot smaller than a body or a car. Okay, I like that. Not a big deal to bury it. It's nobody's going to go digging digging up a, a gun. Animals Metal aren't going to look for it. Detector bicycle parts yeah yes bury the gun decoys 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 i have a freaking haven't um, you seen the mystery of oak island i have a metal detector Uh uh-huh and the worst thing coins just throw a handful of pennies in your yard Uh uh-huh and that's it people are like fuck the metal detector goes off i'm down i'm digging through three inches of dirt and then freaking I find it a penny. I find a penny, and I'm like, God damn it! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's an. That's why. That's why metal you know, detectors I don't are even useless know if, most of the time. Well, the supposedly fancier equipment mm-hmm. can discern big, little. That's where your bike parts come in. Mm-hmm. Um, now you let's talk about uh, serial numbers on guns. They do have serial numbers. They do, and what do the serial numbers mean? 
jack shit most of the time. Because unless it's a handgun and you live in New York State, well, New York. nobody's keeping track of that shit. You know how... Uh, the government says they don't keep track. Listen. Do you ever remember... I'm positive. Every time there's a school shooting, they're like, oh, he bought the gun at Dick's mm-hmm. in wherever, and... I yeah. mean, I'm not no. buying it. I was looking into... I was doing research on this. Okay. And talking about, about guns and how to track guns and police investigations. Okay. And they say that they'll go... They'll find a body. There's a gun right next to it. Like, oh, match. Problem solved. But they have no fucking idea who owned that gun. Yeah, the, the bullet and the barrel, they can match up ballistics and all that stuff. But no idea where that gun came from. Unless because they don't keep AK track AK of it. Unless it's a gold AK-47. That's true. All right. All right. So serial numbers don't make jack shit. Unless it's a gun that you registered. There's registered guns. Oh, well, There's been in New guns. York. If you live in New York, you're fucked. Which one do I use to commit the crime again? Shotgun. Oh. There's no ballistics on that, and nobody keeps track of who owns a shotgun. All right. Now, I would say, if you're doubting Kevin's majesty, Mm -hmm. you may want to kind of etch those things off. Mm -hmm. Now, I would also suggest that the gun... Is only the lower receiver. Now, maybe you do have a registered gun. Mm-hmm. You have a gun that says, this is Chuck Re- Chuck's registered AK-47 or, or AR-15. Gold-plated AR-15. Gold-plated AR-15. And he registered it. And we think that he shot this bad guy. But if I got rid of the upper receiver and put a different upper receiver on there. Also gold-plated. Also gold-plated, logically. Mm-hmm. And I had a new set of gold teeth. Mm-hmm. Then you got nothing. Um, I would probably change out the firing pin, the trigger, the hammer, all that. Yeah. I would say then, and then you're like, well, what do you do with the other one? Well, we can talk about that. So, one, I could maybe score up the inside of that barrel, or maybe I bend the barrel. And then it's no no longer can they fire it, therefore they can't match a bullet to it. Right. Um, and I have a new upper put on my lower, and you're saying, well, Chuck, that works with an AR-15, but what about your handgun? Have you guys ever pulled the barrel off your handgun? And if you say no, I want to say, let me tell you about cleaning your firearms, because <laughs> uh, the barrels come off. Yeah. You can just swap that shit out. Mm-hmm. Just something you might want to think about. Keep it in mind. I'm just saying, guns come apart in lots of little pieces. Mm-hmm. My gun has like a hundred parts. Right. I can make them all interchangeable between a hundred different guns, because I may own a hundred different guns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That may be a thing. May not be a thing. Just saying. Yep. They're also made of metal, and they sink in water. And then there's like. They always seem to, I always see these, oh, they dread, they found a gun in the Hudson River. You know, I feel 90% of the time the that's Hudson bullshit. River? Yeah, there's probably millions in there. Mm, that sounds right. So, throw it in the river. But mm-hmm. I would say, get rid of the serial number, scratch it off. I understand what Kevin said, but I'm just saying, why not? Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Right? But again, 
if you need to be like, because you know they're going to be like, Chuck, on your pistol card, says you got an H, H&K VP9, mm-hmm. where is it? Where is it? They're going to want to know where and that gun like, is. And when I'm like, it's in the Hudson, I'll be like, don't! <laughs> Freaking, Whoops! I, oh, and then they're going to be out there for days. Yeah. And sometimes guns get stolen months before a crime happens with them. Yeah, but sometimes they, they're getting starting to crack down on that. So that's Stolen that's less of a yeah. yeah. They, I mean, there's no, they're starting to make it your problem when you don't report it within 24 hours mm-hmm. and well, whatever. You can report it. You have to report it before you use it, though. It has to go missing before you use it. Don't shoot somebody and then call the police and tell you tell them somebody stole your gun yesterday. Oh, and since you're here, officer, yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that I had. A gun that happens to be the same exact caliber as the one that just shot this bad guy. Uh huh. And somebody stole it. Yep. This is awkward. <laughs> this is a little it's awkward. A little awkward. Um. All right. So that's about what I got on getting rid of guns. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, I wanted to touch on a news story regarding getting rid of guns. Ah, there is a way. Yeah, this is uh, a little bit old. This is September 8th, uh, 2015. And this news story hasn't made our podcast before? This hasn't made our podcast before, I'm fairly certain. seemed familiar to me. All right, go on. 32 grams of meth. Uh, They pulled over a car in Waco, Texas. Uh, Stopped it for a traffic infraction. And found um, 32 grams of meth in her purse and on her person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they found the loaded gun that she had hidden in her vagina. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That seems like a really bad place to hide a gun. Now now tell me about keeping one in the chamber. (laughs) What I'm curious about, though, is it it did not say... Now... Picture this. You're in a car. You have a gun in your purse. Cop sirens start behind you. Now, let's say, let's hypothetically say that this is some sort of tiny gun that I've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, first off, you know, I don't, they didn't say what caliber it was. It's not a 1911. Yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems like that would be difficult. But, Babies you're come out of You're in the driver's seat. Babies come out of right. there. You're in the driver's seat. The gun is in your purse. How does it get in your vagina? All I can think is that she's just been carrying this gun around <laughs> in your vagina all day. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go pick up my friend. She's going to go deliver some cocaine or some crystal meth to somebody else. I better put that gun in my vagina before we leave. Exactly. Now you're getting it. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, also, uh, big problems in the uh, UK. Um, yeah, tell me. I feel like we need to get some sort of um, uh, some sort of disaster relief program set up. Some sort of GoFundMe with all the stars. You know, like when the Haiti uh, earthquake. We are the world. We Nobody's the world. old enough to remember that shit. Yeah, there's a CO2 shortage in Great Britain. They're rationing beer. Times is hard. Bars are limited to 10 cases of beer a day. Oh. And it's going to be several weeks before they're off of this. Now, is there any way we can drink non-carbonated alcoholic beverages? That's ridiculous. No. I mean, you're going to have to go straight to liquor, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the only option. So, 
you know, I mean, we've got plenty of Jack Daniels. Maybe we need to get something together, start up some sort of charity and ship some Jack Daniels over to the UK. I mean, we got brothers over there suffering. Suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. This is uh, ludicrous. Ludicrous. And this is all based on uh, um, fertilizer plants somehow. Now, maybe the way I see it, if we were in that situation, you might be trying to escape from mm. from England right now, right? Right. In Great Britain, it's an island. You're surrounded by water. If only there were some kind of like tactical tools we might have that we could be prepared to assist us in this. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was a company like BattleBox... Right. And maybe they had a like survival in sea box mm-hmm. or something like that. Some kind of survival stealth things that just made you badass that you might be able to, you escape know, escape to some place that had to beer. Ireland. Cause you know, Ireland <laughs> isn't having a beer shortage. You know, they're like, well, we got carbon dioxide CO2 here. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. And I'm just saying, and if you wanted to do that, there's a code. Badass. Mm-hmm. 10% go to Battleback. Go to Battle Box. Get Use your ten percent off. Badass. Ten percent off. And each month, for a small fee, they will supply you with new gear to be ready for any eventuality. Mm-hmm. Whether it has has to do with sticking beer firearms up your vagina, firearms or, up your vagina, they mm-hmm. might have an accessory for that. I don't know. It could be in the next box. Mm-hmm. But you I know if you know wait too you long it. and you try and just buy that shit afterward, it's probably sold out. Yeah, it's too late. You're like, oh, vagina holsters? Mm-hmm. Sold out. Too late. Sorry, friend. Uh-huh. That's what could be happening if you're not, uh, you know, catching up on stuff. Now, we received an envelope in the mail. Did we? And it had uh, had some things that were puck size. Puck size. I thought Kevin signed up for a hockey league. I know he likes, what, the Sabres or something? I don't know who it is. Survival puck. I don't watch watch hockey. It's something I've been meaning to do. <laughs> Survival puck. All right, so the company is PFA Supply. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give us a code or anything. They just said, look, we got these awesome things. Maybe you guys should check them out. We know you're badass. We're badass. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go uh, be doing some outdoor activities And I'm going to be trying these guys out but Let's run through the five they sent us What do they got? got? We've got water We've got uh, Survival Puck Essentials Universal Emergency Kit All right. We've got a First Aid Kit We've got a uh, Survival Puck Medicine And we've got a Survival Puck Light Emergency Light Kit Now let's um, In the Light Kit it's got a uh, aluminum foil sheet, four candles, cotton ball tinder to light the, sh- the 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 candles, a striker to light the cotton ball, and it's also got three LED flashlights. Nice. Now think- each one of these is actually no larger than a hockey puck, so it's really something you can stick in your back pocket and carry where carry with you out in the woods. <laughs> you know where else you can stick to that? <laughs> There's also another place. We'll leave that to your imagination. Mm. He means your man. <laughs> he means your man, China. Um, so the water purification puck is uh, is pretty interesting here. It's got a drinking tube, uh, paper filters, purification tablets, and water pouch. Now, 
each one of these is enough to get you out of a bad spot. Now, now, am I going to be able to straight swim the English Channel, make it over to the Emerald Dyer? I don't think the England. I don't think there's an the English, English Channel, Channel between the England, England and Ireland, but that's all right. That's all right. You can get to France, where they're also having a beer shortage. Oh, bad situation. I right. recommend. I recommend swimming to Spain. Um, but. So we will get to a video, crack some of these open, show you guys what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you may want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you'll be ready in the eventuality or whatever that right word is mm-hmm. that we get around to it. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. You can find it on YouTube. You can also contact us by email. Thank you. On the email is preppingbadass at gmail.com. That's right. And the YouTube channel, I think you search Prepping Badass. Okay. And check us out on Facebook. We got a Facebook group, a Facebook page, um, all kinds of good shit. You want to subscribe in the iTunes. And you know what we haven't mentioned in a while is Patreon. If you guys go to patreon.com slant Prepping Badass, if you act now, you may still be able to get in on our free, well, you pledge a dollar a month or more, and we will send you a prepping badass patch. Yeah, not necessarily free. That's well, actually I mean, the you're opposite making of a free. Commitment. Mm-hmm. You make a commitment to us, and we'll make a commitment to you. All right. So with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Ooh.